0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Live Line. Five one double five one is our text number, and Joe at rte.ie. Now, Peter Lawrence. Peter, good afternoon. Hi there. How you doing, Peter? What What were you thinking of? <laughs> I guess you've so. Well, you're just after introducing what I was, what I did, was it? Or, no, tell me, or, tell me why you did it. Oh <laughs> no, it's just I, I was off for two weeks. Um, yeah. I had a, I had a bunch of these little trackers at home. Okay. And I wanted to, I wanted to see where my recycling went. Okay. Well, tell us. Well, first of all, tell us for those who don't know what these little trackers are. So I won't. I guess I won't name the product exactly, but generally you can you can buy these products in most shops and in a lot of kind of electronic sh- shops, and you can place them either on your keys. Okay. Or uh, on your car, let's say, and then it, let's say if the, the item's stolen or anything like that. Yeah. It'll it'll locate it and, uh, and, what, and it, you, you, can, you sorry you go onto your phone. Yeah, exactly. I can go onto my phone and can and find okay. where those trackers are. So I have a, I have a number of them. I have and a number I'm, of them. So. And Peter, much are they? Much are they each? Well, this one this one was received as a gift, so like it wasn't. A, but in general, like some of them can be about. Uh, they're 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 in the region of like twenty quid, twenty euros, oh, okay. fifteen euros. But look, uh, this one was at the end of its life. It was kind of like you know, it was okay. about twenty percent of the battery left. So I kind of okay. said, oh, look, I'll, I'll okay. give it a. Okay. They became <laughs> didn't they become Peter very popular when the luggage start going missing? I guess at so, airports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tell us, you had one of these trackers. Yeah. Um, and so. Um, <laughs> And I and I, I got I got some uh, I, I was I was putting some recycling in the recycling bin. And I thought, okay. oh, wouldn't it be clever if I see where it goes? So I I got some cardboard and I put it in in between the two the two laminates of cardboard to try and hide it so it wouldn't necessarily get caught or uh, yeah. you know found. So it completely was sealed within cardboard. So it would have been for all intents and purposes seen as cardboard. Right. Is um, I I put it into my clear bag, which is I buy them I buy them about I buy six recycling bags and they're about nine nine euros for the six okay. and i and i i live in an i live in a in an apartment that okay. doesn't necessarily have recycling so i just do this out yeah. of my own bat so i do it right and it was only paper and tin cans really in the in the uh, recycling so I, okay. I put the put the tracker in and i watched i watched it go straight to pool bag <laughs> okay well, well how quickly could you follow follow it in the truck could you yeah, I did. Yeah, I followed it. Out. And by by the by the very by the very next morning, nearly it was it was destroyed. So I guess uh, either either incinerated or I'm not sure crushed. But this, these trackers are very robust. Like this this particular one yeah. had been run over by a bus, and it was perfect. Like you know, it was originally on my keys, and it still worked. But uh, it was run yeah, over. I hope, I hope nobody was holding the tracker at the time. It was run over no, by I a bus. They were, yeah, they fell out of my they fell out of my pocket actually. But I I'd found it. I. Subsequently, I cycled back to where I'd lost the keys, and they'd they'd been found anyway. I'd found them anyway. So, okay. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> so, so like, did you did did you sit there and did you know when no, when the bag was going there. into the back of the truck? Uh, I yeah, I, I I know the time that they go they they go into the back of the truck, and that's 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 kind of usually around the morning okay. time. So kind of. So could, where could, where it ended up where? Uh, pool bag in, in the incinerator. In the incinerator, okay. And you're yeah. not and you're not insinuating anything. You're just saying no, it, had, it ended up. It ended <laughs> up where, where it was su- where it's supposed to end up. That's where my tracker died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and how long between the bag leaving your house and the death of the tracker? Oh, I'd say about. I'd say within twenty four hours. Okay. Okay. Now, um, and and that's where you you hoped it would go. No, I guess I would have. I would have thought it would have went to a recycling facility, maybe in the west of Dublin, where they get sorted out and they put paper with paper, cans with cans. Okay. But no, just the whole bag. I think just went straight to the incinerator. Would they just did. You, but your bag was a recycling bag, more, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, no, so, uh, so we now know from that batch anyway that they don't open the bag and sort it. They trust you. Yeah, I assume so. Because yeah. that's what they. Well, well, hang on. Was your bag a recycling bag or a non-recycling bag? No, it's a hundred percent a recycling bag. It, it's a clear bag that yeah, has but I, green, but I thought, green I, writing. Green writing on the outside that says this is a recycling bag. 
Now, I know the pool bag incinerator today has loads of clients. And by the way, I'm, I'm sick, so and tired of when I walk in the pool wall, people say to me, stop, Joe, look at this. Look at the smoke coming out of the incinerator. It's not smoke, it's steam because it's been turned oh, yeah. into steam to generate electricity. But anyway, um, but, but if it was a recycling bag, it should not have ended up. That's what I would assume, yeah. Now, what, what gave you the idea, Peter? As I said, well, what were you thinking of? No, well, it's a great at, idea. <laughs> I just, I just get, I get these little ideas every now and again, and I just, I just, I, I go ahead with them just to kind of do a bit of a, do a bit of my own investigation because I don't think, you know, locally we don't really hear much about waste apart from the, mm. when they they tell you how much their price has increased. But do we know? Do we know exactly where where it goes when it's finished? Okay. With? Yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's where I got the idea, and I just. Um, I, I, I don't have a car. I could cycle after a bin truck, but that might be a bit dangerous. Yeah, but, uh, it would be. Yeah, I decided to track it. I don't know whether you, you ever see the images of Dublin, especially in the 1950s, the black and white images, and every yeah. bin truck, and indeed every truck. I always had a cyclist behind it holding on to the jib or the back of the <laughs> bin truck for for assistance. Yeah. Um, have you done? Have you put trackers anywhere else? Uh, yeah, occasionally I've. I've well, mostly it's just been it's just been on uh, it's just been on uh, in, in in the bins and stuff like that, and seeing where they go and stuff like that. Um, and what's the general? I know it's anecdotal and it's not a scientific survey, but what's your general <laughs> discovery, Peter? Generally, it goes to, generally it's incinerator. <laughs> everything goes to the incinerator. But yeah, everything. Yeah, <laughs> including, I've done four. Including I've done four. You've done four. Yeah. And are you saying tin cans? Yeah, no, I put them very safely into kind of like I hide them completely that no one's going to find them in terms of like the... the so you're uh, saying once the bag is is uh, labelled hmm. non-recyclable... Oh, no, your bag was labelled recyclable, Joe. No, this is a well, this is a branded bag that says recycle. Okay. Like, you know... I, I so it shouldn't. So let's be clear about like, this. Like, yeah. Like your program, you had a program on about a month ago and you were, you were talking about recycling and oh, hmm. the guy said... Make sure you, you, whatever you pour, if you empty your bag out on the ground, you'd like, you, you'd, you'd be happy to have it on your kitchen floor. So that's, that's, that's the quality of my recycling. It's perfect. Like, you know, it's, it's all washed. So ready, on, four, you know. on, on four occasions, yeah. on four occasions, you put a tracker device in your recycling bag. Mm-hmm. And on the four occasions, the recycling bag was born to death down in the pool yeah. bag incinerator. And I didn't even get the ashes, Joe. <laughs> what, and what, what? Well, apart from like that's four out of four ain't bad in terms of your thesis um, mm-hmm. that recycled might not always be recycled. Um, yeah. What do you hope to do with this data? Uh, I don't know. I just well, well just you're making you're, you're publicising it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I just think it's. I think it's. I think it's something that you know. It's it's sad. Like you know. I'm kind of. I like. I, I think it's nice to be. You know that we are encouraged to recycle, but if it's it feels that it's a little bit disheartening if you feel, you know, you're, you're, we, we put our work into getting all our recycling sorted and ready, washed. Well, and then, if, the, if, yeah. if the knowledge of that is that potentially that it goes to the incinerator, even though it was exactly as they wanted it, clean, yeah, like, ready, yeah, ready to go. And, just, and yeah, remember, the, the Environmental Protection Authority admonished us all last week. We were all on the naughty step. Last yes. week, when they said the majority of households in Ireland and businesses, this is my tone, not theirs, are putting <laughs> your waste, you're putting it into the wrong bin. You're saying you, you put it, you put it into the correct bin, but the bin yeah, didn't, like, the bin isn't has isn't bin where it's supposed to have been. Yeah, so that couldn't be the case with me. I I don't have to recycle, Joe. I could just throw my bins. I could just throw my rubbish down into the bin in the apartment. There's no recycling provided by the, okay, by the right. house I'm renting. I I we I actively do it um, um, with my partner, and we've we've always uh, mm-hmm. recycled. So it's just like uh, I wouldn't, you know, we're not doing it out of just just having to do it. I'm doing it because I can, I want yeah, to do it. Yeah, fair play. So, fair like, play. so it's not it's not because I'm trying to. I'm being forced and being lazy. So this recycling, I know, is good. Okay, now... Um, <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> yeah, you're still doing it, even though you still think it's going down to pool bag. But what yeah. today, what happens when an aluminium tin or a bachelor's beans tin, what happens when they are burnt? What, where, what is the waste residue 
I know it's all. Well, I know. I know the great thing about the incinerator is it's generating electricity. Well, yeah, the heat, you get probably, steam, you're electricity. Get, you're going to get probably al- aluminium dioxide and nasty, uh, nasty chemicals. I guess coming off those metals. Oh, are you serious? Well, wouldn't it? you'd imagine if you burn something, it becomes yeah. dioxide. So, well, yeah. you saw that story this morning about Dublin Airport, about the 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 earth. Or the soil in Dublin Airport is, uh, they've had to ship it abroad because it's contaminated mm-hmm. with potentially difficult chemicals. But the chemicals came from, wait for this, Peter, it came from the foam used over the years, I'm sure it's changed now, used over the years by the Airport Fire Service. And you know they have to do regular uh, mm-hmm. uh, dry, not wet runs, regular practices. And they obviously use foam, which is brilliant in terms of their, their efficiency, which they are brilliant at anyway. But uh, they discovered the foam had this uh, chemical which they do not want. And now they have to dig up a lot of soil and try and get rid of it somewhere. But anyway, uh, I'd love to know where the... Um, where the waste from the incinerator goes, or is there? I, is I imagine there? it's probably probably shipped overseas, like you know, because you know you don't, mm. you don't you don't really necessarily notice there is there is a harbor there. I don't know. Do they do they think that they send it off that way, or you know, or maybe they dump it in the sea? Who knows? Yeah. Okay, stay, stay stay with us, Peter. Um, has yeah. any has anyone else? By the way, I I see. Do you do? You, now you're a different age. When I was growing up, I used to love those little books you could buy where you could follow your letter. Do you remember yeah. that? Your letter goes to, you write your letter. People don't do it anymore, unfortunately. It goes to the post box. Then they have a picture of the postman or woman that was uh, collecting it at four or five o'clock. Then you track the van. This is all in, in, to the sorting office. Then it's sorted and then it goes out on another truck or a train or whatever. Would I, you still, t- I think you can, you can still do that, Joe. I think you can, you can order a parcel on FedEx or something like that. Oh, yeah, but they tell, you gen- it. they tell you, you generally relive, where. If you, want to relive, if you want to relive your childhood. I do want to relive. Nice <laughs> I, I love it. I just, lo- I just love that idea. Okay. I often, because I post a lot. And, Could have been um, a postman. <laughs> I post a lot. Well, <laughs> well, by the way, Peter, my, yeah. post, my postman, Martin, was one uh-huh. of the few people out working. And, and in fact, someone had said that their postman or postperson was the same. They were out working at 8 o'clock last Monday morning. Now, I know they're on foot. They're not driving buses or whatever. But they uh, well, were out I was, walking. I, I, was, I, was, I was cycling. Yeah. Anyway. And the whole country <laughs> came to a standstill. A shuddering halt. I'll tell you. I'll tell you it's a terrible job. People standing, at, well, <laughs> people standing at bus stops for bus stops for four hours was terrible. Being told mm-hmm. by the TFI, by the TFI app on their phone and on the sign on the bus stop that there'd be bus along in three minutes and they're standing there and the virtual bus would arrive. You know that. They'd, they'd be mm-hmm. standing there at the bus stop during the storm on Monday morning, Debbie or whatever, and they'd be told, your bus has arrived. The go, but fair play to the TFI. They kept the system running even when there was no buses. But anyway, stay there, Peter. James Woods. James, you're in Donegal. You've had an issue with rubbish as well. What happened? Yeah, you're you're right there, Joe. Um, <clears throat> my problem is, the, is is not with the rubbish that's in the bins. Okay. It's the rubbish that's out, outside the bins. Okay. Man says. okay. Uh, if you're, you know, when you're driving along there in your car or whatever, and 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 uh, you don't notice it. But if you're cycling or walking, you, the yeah. drains on, on the both sides of the road are just full of all sorts of litter. You know, just everything that you can think of, okay. uh, you'll, fi- you'll find in the roads, road, along the roadsides. Um, it's not probably not um, um, confined to Donegal, um, or parts of Donegal, it's probably likewise in mm. different parts of the country. Like, but um, I, I, I don't know why that. So, what have you found? Uh, what have you found, James? Uh, Joe, there's, you know, everything from microwaves, kitchen sinks, yeah. bed, beds, mattresses, children's toys, adult toys. You name it, everything on the sun. Uh, so, so uh, it's 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 just a problem. And the plastic bags, uh, wrappers of crisp yeah. packets, and uh, so very what you, you, you sent me in photographs. I'm trying to distinguish what what is what is that photograph? Two legs on the ground, is it? <laughs> uh, that's a 
pair of um, Tai Hai boots. You know the yeah. sort of you might see in a uh, one door in Amsterdam or somewhere like that. There, uh, so there's there, there's a there's there's naughtiness in the hills of Donegal oh. as well. You know, so. The hills so, uh, of Donegal. So, so the uh, the two high high leather boots with very high. I see them now. Very high heels. Um, yeah. That was all. And where they, were they side by side by side, or did you place them side by side for your oh, photographic no, were, endeavor, I, I, endeavors? No, I, I wouldn't want to put my fingerprints on them, Joe, <laughs> uh, or, or go near them. But that's the way they were lying on the side of the road. So I just thought, geez, I'd be make a nice photo. Um, so that's that's just an example of. But you did, imagine, I know we're talking about the hills of Nigal, and and um, what time is it now? It's it's a minute past two. Um, I'm thinking of chill. Uh, adult toys. What are they? Jigsaws. Ah, uh, come on! Now. I'm not going to go into it because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's. Uh, maybe people listening that's a bit young. Me, you know, you don't know. Mm. But uh, no, you name it. You you can use your imagination on that one. Um, okay. And it's, is there is there anything you can do? Can you? Is there? You know the way councils say we've CCTV uh, polluters and and litter allowed to yeah, be wear. No, that that would be just impossible. The the the, okay. the, the cure, cure for it is like. Council should have uh, um, um, vans or, or, or pickups or whatever to travel along the roads, whether mm. you do it once a week or once a month or whatever, and have people there, and, and it would create jobs for people as well. Um, but again, like Donegal gets left behind because we 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 only get the 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 bottom of the bin the bin as the man says because mm-hmm. councils councils. Don't get the funding that's needed to to uh, um, to just cure all these problems, as the man says. Um, so that that's that's the biggest problem, I think, because if councils got the funding that they should get, them sort of thing problems wouldn't be there for people to see, you know. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. And is it getting better or worse? No, it's getting worse. Is it, yeah? um, it's worse. It's you know from people driving along their cars and just throwing their chocolate paper. Uh, yeah, but you know, remember, wrappers out you remember, the, remember the arguments on some of our beaches and that were littered, and people said, "Would well, this council not put bins on the beaches?" And they said, "Should we put bins on the beaches, then people will be coming with their household rubbish because they have to pay to get rid of the household rubbish, but they to bring the bins on the beach down at the bay." So no, if, well, you, if, the, if, if the council went around picking up all this rubbish, would that not encourage people to dump the stuff because they know the council is going to go around picking up all the rubbish? Well, well, what should you do? Just leave the rubbish I there? Know, I know, I know. It's a catch-22. Yes, but it, it blocks it blocks up drains. Of course it does. Drains, yep, no, yep, and then yep. you see, you don't have the, the council employees that used to be there, what they used to yep. clean the drains, because it's all been in a different part of the country, yeah, it's all yeah. privatised yeah. out. So there's rubbish blocking up drains. Well, you know why? You, you, you have to. Have, yeah, but James, Peter, have to, people have to remember why our bin service was privatised, and that's because. They, the councils tried to introduce a minimum charge and there was a massive campaign against paying a minimum charge and the councils gave up and gave up the whole thing and the whole went the whole thing went belly up because people wouldn't pay a, a, a modest amount to have their, their bins done. They said, like, the water charges, this is part of what we, you know, the argument, and it's a, it's a, it's yeah, a strong that, argument, this is part of what we pay our general uh, income tax for or whatever. Okay, James, leave it at that for the yeah. time being. I just I want to go back to Peter. Oh, James, what do you think of Peter's idea of putting a tracker? Was not a good idea. Um, I I would be too busy. I wouldn't have time for I know. that. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's right. All right. See you, James. Good to meet him. I'll get him doing a gal. Okay, Sarah. Sarah, you're listening to Peter. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Hi. Um, I think it was a great idea, and I love the idea of you know, really understanding where our rubbish is going. Mm. But in light of the EPA report saying like people aren't segregating their rubbish and, you know, we're we're really challenged keeping a, a positive outlook on how to manage this situation. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to point out that actually putting the tracker into the yeah. recycling contaminated it. 
Yeah, no, so that's not I don't, that's, that's, I don't, that's, I don't that's, know what this, what the process is, but maybe that was recognised at an early stage. Maybe that's why I went to the incinerator. I'd, I'd hate for people to come away from well, okay, well, thinking, let's, let's, oh, I'm never going to bother recycling, you know, because it's well, really important. Well, hang on. We have, we, oh, okay, Let, Peter, do you want to answer that? Well, I think... Um, <clears throat> it's uh it was very it was very well concealed um like you know there's no there's no way that they could have found it like it's not magnetic um so it's uh it's a tracker that's that that slipped again between two pieces of cardboard uh, if it was to have been sent with paper it would have been sent in a in a bale of paper so there's no real um way like you know there's there's plenty of ways in which rubbish can be contaminated whether it be through collection um but our um but I, I think, so I think it's more. I'm not. I'm not a person. I'm not a person putting in trackers into every bin. I get rid of. Hmm. But that being said, it's just. A, it's. It's more so. It's. It's good. Good for. A, it's. It's a good bit of journalism in a sense that. Okay, well, Peter. We, we, we Peter, don't, we just, don't know. Just, just to clarify for Sarah, in the yeah. in the in the bag, that yeah. the, the, this very very small tracking device with a very 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 small battery was in it. Was yeah. everything else in that bag recyclable? Yeah, everything was perfect. Sarah, Sarah, he was. It's a brilliant. It, it's a not a decent piece of investigative work by <laughs> a citizen I'd journalist. Say, yeah, and I've I've no idea how it works. Like what you know, once my well, bin is collected, I don't know. Well, you but see, it's not. Really isn't, hang on, it's not it's, the problem. That people we 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 trust. Yes, and, yeah, it's, and big it's, companies. You know, it's, great, it's great for this to be followed up on, and I hope we're, you know, we're in a we're, we're in a world today where we. We flush the toilet. We don't know where it goes. We get our food. We don't know where it comes from. We get rid of the waste from our food. We don't know where it goes. So I think it's good that people start to know about it and wake up a little bit. So, yeah, that's kind of... And it's certainly good to question. And I'd love to hear the response of your... your actually, good question, maybe points to make as well is who is your waste collector? Just so then the question can be mm-hmm. put to them. And, you know, it yeah. is a question for them to answer for sure. Well, but, we've asked you know, them. Let's, we've asked let's, them. We've asked them. And we've... We've asked Can I just make one other yeah, point that's yeah. actually really um, something maybe tr- just trying to keep a positive outlook. Um, you know, it's February next year, I think it's the 1st of February or something, mm. the deposit and return scheme uh, yeah, yeah. For, for bottles is coming in. So I think that shows how important that scheme is because that's going to improve the quality of the recycling. So you'll have, you know, yeah, hopefully, the hopefully. But, 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 the pro- you know, more, but, but, but Sarah, people have to be allowed to discuss these things. Yeah, I think people, I'm, not, I'm, not, you know, I'm, I'm not being... I'm not anti-recycling. I'm great to highlight Peter's, <laughs> Peter's environmental credentials, like my own, are second to none. You know, I'm, I, you know, what I think they are, and my 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 household, uh, we 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 separate everything. I drive a plug-in hybrid uh, electric. I hope to go um, all electric very soon if I can. You know what I mean? Like his his credentials are beyond reproach. And, 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 he, and he did a little experiment, and my, you were saying myself that. And Peter, Myself and Peter are very much on the same page, yeah. which is lovely to be, you know, not in any way... You're on uh, the same on, recyclable we're, page. We're, exactly. We're on the yeah. same side okay. completely okay. in this discussion, which is nice. Well, I think it's an interesting... Just, I think it's an interesting experiment for us to be yeah, told and on it, the it one would be low, And he's not... It would be lovely he, to hear uh, more about it. Yeah, but I don't think people are going... Which, which happened when we, when we were uh, discussed the uh, whole issue of deposit return and shopkeepers' concerns about how, when, if, hygiene... Uh, a lot of people who claim to be environmentalists went crazy because we, we were discussing something that's coming in in about 20 days' time and had, as, is not being publicised. But anyway, the, the, these we are allowed to discuss these green issues. And I think Peter has done an interesting thing now. I can see. Thanks indeed, Sarah. Sarah is in Dublin. Joe, good afternoon. You're listening to Peter. Joe, how are you doing? Three. Listen, I'm listening with interest there in what's been said. And yeah. while I'm a recycling person myself, mm-hmm. I also drive a plug-in hybrid. Well done. I've had solar panels put on the roof. Yeah. I've had the outside of the house insulated and all that kind of thing. I, too, have often wondered where the waste, where our bins yeah. end here, up. Here, here. Now, what Peter has done, I would not recommend to anybody to do. Okay. The reason being yes. that that tracking device has a battery in it. Yes. Small, Maybe very. small, but it has a battery. Now, you may recall on the news, mm-hmm. I lose track of time, but I think it was about two years ago, there was a serious fire in a recycling centre in Ballymount. That I don't burned remember for three or four days. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was apparently caused by a battery in the waste. 
Yeah, but but it went to the, this went to the incinerator, so it might have just helped. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But before this went to the, before this went to the incinerator, mm. it was in the back of a truck, which has a compactor in it, yeah. which compacts the waste and could very easily have burst that battery open and caused a fire. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So, so are you admonishing Peter? In one way, um, yes. But it went, the way, battery, yeah. the battery, okay, so, okay, what do you think of his experiment? Four out of four of the recycling bags he sent didn't, were not recycled. Now that but is, but the cause that is, doesn't just, the, 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 or what is it, the means doesn't justify the result. It really doesn't. There are probably other ways of doing this. He could have followed the truck if he wanted to. Right, but the well, like, battery, I wouldn't have been allowed into the. the put, I wouldn't have been allowed into the incinerator. No, yeah. but you would, seen, so like, you would have seen. You would have seen it. You would have seen it going in there. Anybody but you, can drive down along that road down there, down to Poolbeg, down to the. Yeah, but you've not. You've but not. Is, where, well, hang on. Where, hang on. Hang on, Joe. Where would? Okay, you say you see the truck go through the gates, and you yeah. wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to obviously go in after the truck, even no. for safety reasons. What guarantee have you got that all of those bags are incinerated? How do you know the truck doesn't come out? Yeah, exactly. That's well, what, what, what Peter has done. Services to do that. Yeah, and we're relying on trust, aren't yeah. we? And the EPA are yeah. telling people, admonishing uh, the population, saying three three out of every four of uh, Irish households are making a mess right. of where they're putting, right. they're recycling, and separating. Peter, so what Peter, Peter, is Peter hang on, Peter, Peter it, recycles. Because the packer died, it was not. It was incinerators. Because it died. It was incinerated. Yeah. Is that what he's saying? Yes. That, that's not necessarily right, because in fairness, that could have been sorted and could have been found and could have been taken out and destroyed by the no. staff okay. in well, there. Well, according to, and i tell you why, Joe. i tell you why. Why? Because we've just had a statement from Dublin Waste to Energy, which runs the Poolbeg incinerator. Okay? Okay, they're the experts. Yeah. Right. Uh, the waste is delivered... Uh, sorry, the facility processes approximately 600,000 tonnes of non, non-recyclable waste annually. The waste is delivered pre-segregated to the facility by waste collection companies. It is the responsibility of the collection company to ensure that only non-recyclable mm-hmm. waste is delivered to pool bag for treatment. So once the truck arrives in that gate, and they say the, the, the trust the company say this is all non non recyclable. Yes. It's allowed yeah, to go yeah. in and reverse in this incredible uh, canyon, which is down. There. I've seen photographs. I'd love to. I'd love to visit it because uh, it looks incredibly sophisticated. The truck reverses. Well, ten trucks apparently can reverse at the same time to the edge of what is a cliff, effectively, yes. and they dump it into the incinerator. But right. now it's not segregated. It's not segregated by pool bag. They they take the word of the waste disposal companies. Okay. Would Peter be prepared to say who his waste collector is? No, not at this stage because we're waiting. Even if he was, which we know, we're not prepared okay, because we got to. Okay, that's we're, fine. We're, that's we're, fine. We only got this information this morning. We're not prime time investigating. Our RT investigates. Right. There's about three of us. But would you take my point about it being dangerous to put batteries in paper recycling? Yes, yes, yes. And you know, but you know what? You know what caused the most the most recent fire I was watching. I'm a fire buff obsessed, but I was watching on YouTube the other night of fires in, and you're dead right about those compactors, those bins, those bin trucks, the behemoth yeah. bin trucks. The fire in the most, the most recent fires in bin trucks are caused by vaping, by vapes with a little battery thrown in. Which yes. Exactly. Yes. So whether it's a vape or whether it's a, 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 whether it's a tracker, it's the same thing. Yeah, but he didn't. But he, he, okay. Well, okay, Peter, you couldn't (laughs) guarantee that your little battery was going to go to the incinerator, so Uh, you, so you shouldn't have tried the experiment. Yeah, but like, look, you're not going to, you wouldn't have been talking about it. I think today, then it's like something that, like, who, who, you know, like, look, this is this is the experiment. It's done. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be planned. I'm not. I'm not an arsonist. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, I understand what you're this saying. Is, this Peter. is literally like, look, I understand that batteries can be recycled, but every day I can walk down the street and I can count like a hundred vapes on the ground. So like, good luck. Yeah. Good yeah. luck on arguing yeah. with that. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know, it can be quite pedantic, like to pick on a, a small argument like that. Whereas the, yeah. the overall 
the the good that this investigation did outweighs the risk mm. of what it could have happened. I, I feel because I put I put those trackers into cardboard. There's no there's no way. Like I, I'm I'm pretty good at I'm pretty good with this kind of stuff. So there's no way that they okay. would have been crushed to a point that they would have exploded in the compactor. Not now, Peter, have you have you a record on your phone or device? <laughs> Yeah, I sent, you, I sent you. I sent you all the screenshots. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Email. Okay. Well, well done on keeping a record as well. Okay, back after this break. Joe at RT.ie. Five one double five one is our text number. No eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on O eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Jerry Doran. Jerry's in Arklow. Jerry, you're listening to Peter. Hello there. How are you? Uh, what do you uh, think? Of, what do you think of his experiment? I think I think he deserves many kudos and congratulations to him for for doing okay. it. I think it was I think it's a it was a very very clever thing to do because we, we I, we're all wondering about what happens to the recycling. Uh, just, you know, I'm a, myself, my, my wife, my family. We are avid recyclers. In fact, yeah, my, my yeah. wife is even more fanatical than I am. Yeah. And we, you know, and it is, it's a little bit awkward because you know you have to make sure it goes in the right yeah, way. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And you have to wash, and you wash out this and you wash, wash out that, that and, yeah. Exactly. And is washing it out, and she's always getting on me. Oh, yeah, I'm not doing it properly at all. Yeah. So I have to, I have to tone party line. Uh, but I've always wondered about what was happening to it, and I think. I feel a little bit cheated myself, you know, and in, in the case, I think, we, you know, I, I would maybe hoodwink probably. And I, I think we should be asking questions as to how come uh, a bag that was clearly labelled recycling. Four ended bags, up in four inter- separate occasions. Four, yeah, not just one, Joe. If one, you say, ah, it slipped through a net somewhere. But four bags, you know, and the records are there that they ended up in, a, in, a, in an incinerator. Surely questions need to be asked about this. I don't think there's... St- I mean, we're all trying to do our best. And you see, the, 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 question, you see the question which we're going to ask uh, the incinerator now is, how much, do, who pays? Does the company who dumps the uh, non-recyclable, Maria, into the incinerator, do they pay to, to use the facility? Or does exactly the facility, that. which generates electricity, pay... Yeah. The waste deliverer. I just love to yeah. know. Follow the money. Uh, that's Follow the, the money. That's a question that needs to be asked as well, too, Joe. Yeah. Well, can well, I know they're listening now. Can can Dublin Waste to Energy MKC Communications, uh, a very reputable company, can they tell us who pays? Does the yeah. incinerator pay the deliverer, or does the deliverer pay the incinerator? And yeah. I'm not insinuating yeah. anything. No, I know, I know. And myself, Joe, I wouldn't have any problems with incineration. It needs to be done as well. But when something is clearly labelled recycling and it's, you know, it's supposed to be sorted and, and allocated yeah, to varying places where it would go, we, that's, that's fine. But to put something that is labelled recycling into an incinerator, to me, it's, it's a semi-breach of contract, you know what I'm saying? Between, between yeah. the householder and, uh, and, 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 uh, and the... You know, and I think questions need to be asked about you know the incinerate, not necessarily the the waste company incinerate, but but the pool bag themselves. Do they know this is happening? Well, they do now. They do now. They don't know if it's isolated, coincidental. You yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. also, they could say, "Well, I'd love, I'd love an expert." Like they could say, at the temperature that the incinerator uh, operates at down in pool bag, it would annihilate everything. Yeah, and plus the, the, the point that, that, that the gentleman made about the, you know, the burning of the tin cans and the aluminium, etc. Yeah. And releasing a toxin into the into the into Well, the, I'd say, I presume every now and again, you know, where during COVID, they were able yeah. to, there was one system developed, it was more a statistical system than anything else, where they would analyse the wastewater in, yeah. in various uh, facilities. And um, that that's that was one way of them determining how much COVID was around, for example. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I just yeah. wonder: do does the incinerator analyze their waste, yeah, their residue? Yeah. And if yeah. they got worried that there was too too much aluminium yeah. in it, would yeah, they yeah. clamp down? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks, Jerry. Got to meet him on. Yes, Joe, Maybe we should. Maybe we should all go out and buy these little tags and put them in our in our. Uh, in, in our own individual um, yeah, yeah. recycling and see, see where they end up, you know? Yeah, I mean, but one, we... of, one of the best recycling places I've ever come across, Jerry, is in your hometown of Arklow. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I'm a belly fair man myself, Joe. So, uh, so it's, I, bri- it's, no. brilliant. it's brilliant down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I went to school with you too. I went, went to school with you in John's College, Joe. So, uh, no, fair so, play. Uh, 
Great school. Now, but, now, now, close effectively. Now gone. Now gone. But I think I think that gentleman deserves, a, a, you know, kudos. And I think it's, some questions should be asked, and hopefully we can we can get some some answers because it, it's. I was outraged. And what do you think of people first. saying to people, our listeners, some listeners saying to Peter, you put an alien object in the recycling bag no. and that, I mean, that negates I mean, the experiment? No. Uh, that, that's, that's what we would call, I suggest that's gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? It's just to get away from okay. the issue. The issue is the, the, the recycling went into an incinerator when it should have gone into the recycling programme, not into an incinerator. And fair play to, to this gentleman for pointing that out and, and doing his bit of research. And hopefully we get some answers. OK, stay there. Claire, thanks. Good meeting, Mahogat Cherry. Uh, up, up, Claire, Claire. Yes, hello, um, You're listening to Peter and the various other callers. It really has ignited a, a great <laughs> debate. Pardon, pardon, <laughs> the, pardon the pun. But it's... A, it's a, and I, you see, Peter, I don't think... I don't think RT Investigates could do this because they'd get it in the neck for putting a battery in a... Re- you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? They would, the way... You, well, you're not getting in the neck, but anyway, you, you did it and this is your, this is your, your, your result of a, of a very limited um, experiment, a very limited statistical experiment. But however, Claire, your point, please. Mine is just a very personal experience. Um, you know, I'll do a bit of recycling and try my best and all the rest yeah. of it. Uh, collect up all the bottles and the cans and whatnot. Went over to a local recycling unit uh, one day, and uh, with all my bottles, no, no uh, lids and all taken off them, bottles cleaned, mm-hmm. all separated into different colours. Uh, put them all into uh, you know the brown bins and the green yeah. bins and the can yeah. bins. Yeah. Yeah. But well the clear done. bin was well full. Done. The clear bin was full, so I was left with a, a crate of clear bottles, and I thought, oh God, mm-hmm. I'll. Uh, I'll come back another day. That's the way I felt. I said, I'll bring them home and I'll come back a different day. But as I was leaving the, the place where the bins were, the lorry came in to collect the bins. And okay. I said, oh God, I'll hang on. And I was really surprised to see all of the bins going into the one lorry. So my separation of all the different colours glass didn't seem to make any sense at all. OK, well, you know, well, uh, this is my understanding. And I've been to... And Cirque up in the most magnificent facility up in, in Derry Lane. By the way, started by, in fairness, Sean Quinn uh, yeah. with glass bottle. And they get a lot of the cullet, as they call it, the, 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 the recycled glass. And my yeah. understanding is that there's, it's born to such a high temperature. And by the way, they have an incredible record. And we have an incredible record in Ireland of the amount of glass that we recycle. It's, they were trying to get up to 90% of their glass yeah. would be from glass, basically. But my understanding was that the brown and the green and the clear all went in, was all obviously smashed and, and reduced. And they all went into the same furnace. Would you say? So why, are we, why are we putting them into separate bins then? <laughs> to get more exercise going up and down the, the green <laughs> and the red and the. I don't know. I'd love someone to answer that question. You, so yeah. you say, I go to the bottle bank, glass, brown, green, whatever. And then the yeah. council came along, they lifted them and they dropped everything into the one. Into one, the wand. Yeah. Into the wand. Okay, Claire, Michael Dixon. Your point, please, Hello. Michael. Michael. Yeah, I'm with Peter on this. I've been Michael. recycling for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And we um, meticulously separate out everything down to staples. I'd pick the staples out of the cardboard packaging, put it in the nettle. Wow, wow. Et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's become a hobby as well as a, okay. what, I, um, what I believe is a necessity. Okay. Um, asthma inhalers, for instance, we have a household with, with a couple of those a month. And so I break mm-hmm. them down, pick out the metal springs, pick out the aluminium bits and uh, separate it all and into the recycling. And I would be furious if, despite all my good intentions Mm. and hard work, that that was ending up in incineration. Yeah. So we definitely need to... What do you think of Peter's experiment? Oh, a brilliant idea. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Minimal risk. The the risk of the battery is negligible. What do you think of the criticism he's got now from two people for contaminating... The recycling lack of understanding, bag. lack of understanding of the the nature of the experiment. Okay, the they risk might work for the company. In, <laughs> the risk, in my opinion, is no, minuscule. They they, and, and as uh, you said, the the vapes they are a whole lot well, more yeah, dangerous. Yeah. And there's nothing been done about them, by the way. Lots of I, lots I, of huffing, lots a, of lots of huffing and puffing by politicians, but nothing done about them. <laughs> 
Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I took one of those vapes to bits. I picked it okay. up off look the ground. At, look, look at what happened in Fermoy last week. Four children sick in the one school from vaping. Four, and, and by the way, the emergency services were called. Thankfully, none of them had to be taken to hospital. Like what? Well, well, anyway, and then vape. I know. But I'm saying vapes go into the bins, as you know. Look yeah. at and yeah. you, you know how you know the number of vapes in the bins. You look at those stupid little white stickers that everyone's putting on the bins everywhere from the vaping. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's where they come from. You're wondering where they come from. Okay, Michael, yeah. but you think Peter's experiment, the simple issue of putting a very very small size of a fingernail tracker yeah. into a recycling bag and discovering that the bag was not recycled, you think the uh, initial the initial minimal contamination was worth the result of the the experiment? Most definitely yes, okay. and it warrants much further investigation now that this has been exposed. Okay, okay, Michael. Good to meet you, Mark. And Michael's in Cork. Okay. Uh, Peter, well done. Have you done anything like this before? <laughs> yeah, I've done. I've done some. Well, I've had some interesting things happen either with messages in a bottle. That's another one. That's kind of a tracking sort of thing. I found messages in bottles before from Canada, and uh, <laughs> and uh, other other items. I've you know. But that's, yeah, little things like that, yeah. There's kind of weird weird little stories, but maybe for another day. Okay, great. And do you, like, <laughs> you heard Michael there saying he takes he takes the staples. Yeah. And but like, it's almost become a hobby for him. Like, that's the sad part of it. It's like, you know... People Michael's make brilliant doing, efforts, Michael's yeah. really doing a great, great job there. Like, you know, and I think, like, look, the other thing to mention, though, you said that we're recycling bottles at a greater rate, but at the same time, it's like wondering, God, the... We shouldn't be needing to recycle them yeah. if, if they were to if you were to have to bring your bring your bottles of beer back to the off license like you, like you can do in Brazil and you get a discount on yeah, the beer. Yeah, well, that's or whatever well, that's, it is. well, that's coming in. That's coming like that's, in here. That's like all those bottles should be reused. It's daft. It's daft that they're even like you know. There's no need for it. There's no need for it. Mm. But anyway, that's that's plastic and the uh, the oil companies. I guess they they are the ones who make all the plastic. So. They they have a kind of a they have, well, a, they have a reason pl- that they want things to be destroyed. Yeah, but plastic has its uses as well. Like plastic is up to a certain know, point. Though. Well, like you well, can't keep recycling, recycling stuff. I know, like but in terms of in terms of its, it's, it's yeah, but, but like you anyway, won't make a but, but you won't make a you won't make a beer bottle out of another beer bottle that's been recycled. It can only be made into mm-hmm. other other products, so it can't be made into the same bottle again. So th- theoretically, it's not recycling. It's actually destroying. You know, you're destroying it to make. Mm. Make something of a less grade, a lesser grade. Okay, okay. Um, Peter, thanks again. And um, uh, any more? Well, I, I don't know where you live. You're in Dublin, obviously, somewhere. I'm on, a, yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on Angel Street. And what do you do in real life? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a staff nurse in St James's Hospital. Oh, I work in the right. oncology, hematology oh. day ward. A big shout out to those folks there today. Absolutely. They're all listening. They're going to be like, <laughs> both your <laughs> colleagues. Very, very, very busy today. Very yeah. busy today, as always. Okay. So, great, uh, great, 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 great hospital, <laughs> great centre. And uh, yeah. please, God, we'll have proudly the best children's hospital in the world. Why Why could we not claim that and be proud in uh, 12 to 18 months? It'll be absolutely brilliant. Peter, thanks indeed. Thanks indeed. That's Peter yeah. Laurent. But Joe at rt.ie, 51551. I'll give out the number for our, uh, our listeners in Northern Ireland after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Paul McGuigan is in Oma and uh, James uh, Hines we'll be talking to in uh, in a few minutes as well about the buzz in Oma. Now, the buzz in Oma isn't um, a shopping buzz or a Christmas buzz. It's the, It's a sound that people are baffled by, and it's been called a mystery home. Now, if you're uh, phoning from, uh, uh, trying to get onto Liveline from the north, it's 08457, 08457, 853333, 08457, 853333, and uh, and you can also email us, joe at rt.ie. Now, Paul, the sound, the sound, how long have you been hearing it? Well, for the last four or five weeks, I would say, I've been hearing the noise, like a humming noise in the evening time, because that's when it's quiet. You can hear it then, you know, whenever it's, everything else is quiet, traffic has stayed down. And how long like How long noise. does the noise last? Well, uh, most most of the night, anyway. I, that I find that sometimes I find it hard to get to sleep sometimes with the humming noise. Initially, I thought it was something to do with myself, <laughs> rather than something external. Um, I just yeah, thought, God, for, um, well, God, forbid it, it, God forbid it's not tinnitus. Yeah. 
because uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's extraordinarily debilitating. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and okay, the best thing, is there anything new in the area that it might be coming from if it's only there five um, weeks? Yeah, well, I don't know, but there is other businesses around the area where I live, but I thought maybe they had bought in a generator or something like that. And okay. Like Humming comes from that, but I don't think it is because I've sort of checked things around the area and nothing has changed that way. Yeah. So I don't know where it's coming from. And it seems to be whenever the wind changes direction as well, it seems to get louder as well, you know. And Jamie Ryan of Heinz Electronics. Jamie, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hopefully it'll be louder. Good afternoon or better. Good afternoon in terms of the line, Jamie. Jamie, have you heard this hum in Oma? Good afternoon, yes. Yeah. I have a bad line here, yes, where I love it. It's a bad line, sorry. Okay. But you do hear the hum? Oh, yeah, I hear the hum, surely, yes. I'll be sitting there with my wife in the living room at night time after the kids go to bed, and that's whenever you can hear that the, the sound comes in through the walls and through into the yeah. eardrums. But it actually comes into the house. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, see, the thing about it is, um, I live on the south side of town, and I live close to an industrial estate, and um, so I, I live close to where the source of the sound comes from. There was mm-hmm. people in my community group that they were complaining; they thought it might have been uh, um, dodgy wiring in the walls of their house. Okay. And I'm a te- I'm, I'm an electronics technician, okay. and uh, I love, love all things audio. So I took it upon myself to go and investigate, and I think I have solved the problem, but it's not very dramatic. Okay, let's try and find out what the sound is first, if you think you've solved it, Jamie, which would be great. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, this is radio, uh, obviously. Okay, we have ten sounds, ten pieces, ten. Would you listen carefully to these sounds? And if you have, or you can do it on your your fingers or whatever, uh, tell us which of these sounds, please, approximates yes. the sounds that you're you're enduring. Well, it's not, it's not funny. You are enduring. Okay, the first sound we have is a, f- a factory buzz. <laughs> Second sound is guitar amp buzz, an amplifier buzz. Towards that's guitar amp. That's number two. Uh, number three is a fridge freezer buzz. Number four is an industrial air compressor. Oh, mother of God! It's not that. Number five is a generator hum. Number six is a bee buzz. Number seven is a person pretending to be a buzzing bee. Okay, Mr. It's Mr. Bean, is it? Number eight is a vending machine home. Listen carefully. And number nine is a heating system home. A heating system home. Okay, I'll, I'll, number number ten is a, a compilation from something else, which I'll go to in a second if we can solve this problem. Uh, Paul, one to nine, is yeah. there any of those sounds that approximates? Definitely to me, it sounds like the amp. The amp is more like the sound that I'm hearing. Number two, can we hear number two again? Yeah. Ruth? That, but not as loud as that. It's more. Definitely. Okay, we will lower it a bit. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Listen yeah. carefully. Keep going again, Ruth, please. That's the sound. Yeah, to me it's more like that. Ja- Jamie, between one and nine, which one did you plump for? Yeah, like number two, but it's a smoother harmonics. It's more like it's uh, yeah. no, more like number three. I thought it's like it's a bit, it's a bit more subtle, a bit more smoother than okay, that. Okay, number two or three? Can we play three again, Ruth, please? Oh, would you want to go lower? Will we go lower with that? Oh yeah. Right, yeah, we between now? them two, between the amp and the. Uh, well, give us the amp. Um, give us two three. and three again, Ruth, please, just so we can. It's lower than that. Is that what you're saying, Paul? Lower. Yeah. Yeah. Lower. Between that and the, and the third one. Jamie, you're saying the same. Yeah, saying the same. Yeah, but it's it's very subtle. It's very subtle. You, you would miss it if you weren't maybe concentrating on it. But. But you say well, you can people can hear it in their homes. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting there and I can hear it and and, we, and it comes and goes like Paul was in there, like almost like the direction of the wind. Um, we'd look me and the wife would look at each other and okay. we'd say, "Oh, there it's back again," you know. But that is the two of you have identified the guitar amp buzz and the fridge freezer buzz, which are very similar. We played them again, just and but very annoying. Yeah, can you yeah. hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah, just like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, Jamie, can you hear it in your house now? Forget us. Um, no, no, not not right now at the minute. Um, just due to the environmental noise surrounding us, it kind of drowns it out. It kind of okay, the traffic and the day, yeah, 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 and and the evening obviously gets a quieter. Now, Jamie, you said you're you're into electronics. You 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 said you might have solved the problem. Yeah, yeah, I've got very strong suspicions, and I'm just gathering some electronic equipment to try and prove my findings. Um, very simply. One day, one evening, I just got into my van and drove up to the top of the park and I listened and I could tell which direction it was coming from. Like, so it is directional. It isn't like omnidirectional. It's not like all over, like a fog. Okay. I, I knew that it was coming from the south side. So I went over the Bray and over into another park and then I just looked over and my ears just tell me it's over there and that's exactly where the industrial state is. So I drove towards the industrial state and I got out of my van and it was getting louder and louder. Mm-hmm. And I drove to one of the factories where I thought it was, like a big mill factory. And it wasn't it, but surprisingly, it was the, it was the factory next door. So I'm not going to mention any names, but it was as I stood there, I could hear that sound, that exact frequency emanating from that building. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to get an, an oscilloscope, a sound funnel, and a microphone. Wow. And I'm going to do some tests, and I'm going to triangulate and pinpoint it because the council say they're going to spend money and bring in experts and uh, from all over the north, or whatever. But they don't need to do that. All they have to do is just. This common sense, just go out and find it yourself and you'll, you'll, you'll get the answer. I don't want to name it, but it is an industrial unit. Yeah, I believe so, yes. And it's no harm to the businessman. He doesn't, maybe he doesn't yeah, know, maybe he doesn't yes, have vibration. Yes. He doesn't have vibration dampeners on, or maybe what happens, see, because I studied uh, wave formation in, in tech, well, and I, um, I just know about different, different harmonics, and whenever different frequencies stack up on top of each other, then they, they have much more amplitude okay. and then they travel along the ground yeah so you know yourself you can hear in the distance whenever there's a concert on you can hear the, the bass yeah, tones yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the, low, the low frequencies travel yeah, but that is, and people are saying they can hear it all over the town so it's but now the good thing is if you think you've located it that means it can be solved it can be addressed I believe so sorry it can be addressed I believe so but the, yeah, but, the, so. but the worrying thing is that sound again that guitar amp sound stroke fridge freezer buzz is um can be is pretty annoying it's pretty annoying. It we listened to them again, yeah. Now, yeah. I, now, have you noticed, uh, Paul or Jamie, with there, there is going to be a lot more, pardon the pun, humming in our lives because all electric cars, all fully electric cars, will have to have an interior and an exterior noise, obviously created because there's no uh, petrol combustion engine in an electric car. And um, the, this noise will uh, always emanate from the car until it exceeds 25 kilometres per hour. That's that's down south. And I know a couple of cars recently have been told one of the noises does sound like a hum and it is a discomforting hum. And then another car uh, offered a bell, a bell sound. This is for when the electric cars are going slow, you know, in pedestrian areas or built up traffic or car parks or whatever, that there would be a sound that the pedestrian can hear. So it's a safety, it's an EU safety regulation. But apparently some of the sounds can be quite, as I say, discomforting. Um, okay, Paul, Paul, are you, are you, are we prepared to leave it in the hands of Jamie Ryan of Heinz Electronics? Oh, definitely. He's, he's an expert. Wow, well, sure he is, yeah. Comes to, yeah. I'm just glad I don't have tinnitus or something like that. That's, oh, good God. that's in my own head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, well, um, the, apparently, what's this, the reports from Texas saying they're hearing it in St. Johnson in Donegal? So that's thousands right. of miles. That, that could be a different yeah. plant. Okay. Okay, but that, that is an annoying sound. That is an annoying sound. And it's hopefully, hopefully, there it is again. Uh, Jamie and uh, Paul will, um, will get to the bottom of it and it can be addressed. That's, today's program is just full of. Uh, Amateur sleuths, CSI, from uh, our force caller Peter Lawrence with the tracker device to prove that his recycling bags are not being recycled. And now from Jamie going out, what, were, what did you go out with an oscilloscope? 
and a sound funnel and a microphone, yes. It's all, oh, all available. It's all, you just have the app on your phone and, you know, you can get the answers. OK, well done, well done. Uh, Jamie Ryan uh, of Heinz Electronics. You're in the wonderful, wonderful town of Alma, are you, Jamie? I am, yep. yeah. OK, I'm well worked. I meant to say it the other day. I was at an event on Sunday uh, in Dublin Castle and we were talking about Martin Doyle's wonderful book about uh, Banbridge and Dirty Linen and the, the awful tragedy of the troubles and he told the story tells the story of one parish but people were saying um i was really shocked i have been lately by the number of people from the south who have never been to the north and one of the places to go is the ulster folklore park which is near oma am i right, right? Yeah. Yeah. and oma yeah, is a beautiful place. town great restaurants great pubs great shops and it's well worth a visit, Oma and the Ulster Folklore Park, and it's not too far away. And, of course, when I say that, people will be on saying, make sure you go to Sainsbury's and Asda and you get your cheap drink and your cheap uh, heat and oil and everything. OK, Jamie Ryan, keep keep up the sleuthing uh, of Heinz Electronics and Paul McGuigan. Good to meet you, Michael. Joe at RT Daddy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Connor Walsh has contacted us from the Irish Waste Management Association and that's a trade association for waste management companies uh, in Ireland. Uh, Connor, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? You were listening earlier to Peter's experiment. Yeah, unfortunately I wasn't listening earlier but I I got a few text messages so... uh Okay. I didn't hear the start of it, uh, and I, I joined a long way into it. Um, but look, I've talked to a researcher. I, I think I have the gist of, of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to come on and, and um, I wanted to come on and talk about it a little bit. Because look, you know, when, when people hear recyclables aren't recycled, it does enormous damage to the recycling industry in mm-hmm. Ireland, enormous damage to Ireland's recycling efforts. Because... I personally have been at this for 30 years and many of my colleagues in, in the industry have been as well. And this kind of story is horrific to hear. Um, and I don't know all the details, but uh, mm-hmm. if somebody put material in a recycling bag, my question, I suppose, firstly to re- research and wasn't really able to answer, did that recycling bag go to a transfer station, go to somewhere where... Uh, you know, the recyclables could have been separated from the tracker or did they go straight to the incinerator? Was OK, well, Pete, Peter's on the line. Peter can answer your questions. Peter, okay. did, it, did, did, did the recycling bag go straight to the incinerator? No, it went, it went direct east to the... Yeah, it just went, it went directly east to the uh, incinerating um, plant and poo bag. So, like, I have, I have the tracking data of that, so it didn't, it didn't go further. It didn't go west, let's say, west of where I know where a lot of the facilities are, particularly for this particular company. I know that it's in the western region of the county. It went directly to the directly to the incinerator, which I thought maybe they have a okay, have well a sorting facility. Well, 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 that's and the, and the incinerator say no, we don't sort. So that's your first question answer, Connor. Have you any yeah, other no, questions you'd like to put to Peter? No, no. Look, I, I look. I, the the reality is that this stuff doesn't doesn't happen. Okay, there may be an isolated incident like this where it has happened, and I accept I accept the evidence that you know it must it's have over happened. four we- It's yeah. over four weeks of yeah. testing, though. Yeah, yeah, and look. You know, that's illegal. It's illegal for a company to collect mm-hmm. uh, recyclables and to not take it for recycling. And unless it's he- very heavily contaminated, I-, I take it this wasn't contaminated. No, perfect. This, this, this is quality. beautiful recycling. Yeah, you would, you yeah the it. stuff that we all want to get. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, well done for that. No, look, I, I just want to reassure listeners, though, that, you know, this if this sort of stuff happens, it is illegal. It's down to the enforcement authority to enforce it. And uh, that would be down to... But, how, but Connor, how can... Apart from what Peter did... Yeah. How can you find out whether it's happening or not? Apart from spot well, checks. Well, I can tell you... It's, who it's, who, it's, who it's, enforces? It's enforced by the, the local authorities. But, Joe, the, no, the hang on, hang, hang on. No hang, hang, yeah, no, who, no, oh, hang on, Connor. Who enforces it? Enforced by Dublin City Council or the local local authority, whichever. What, they go is they in. go around all your members and spot check. Uh, no, um, yeah, the, well, we've licensed facilities, we've permitted facilities, we've we've perm- permits to collect the waste. We we have to follow about three hundred conditions when we. Yeah, but who waste. who checks? And, who and checks? And you're breaching those conditions. Who checks? How do you find out if you're well, breaching there, the conditions? There's a whole enforcement network, uh, Joe, of, of of an awful lot of people, and and there's the regional enforcement network as well. Well, what's, which the, is, what's the regional enforcement network? 
Yeah, the, the, the world, the Waste Enforcement Regional Lead Authority is actually Dublin for the Eastern Midlands region. So they would have responsibility also. Yeah, how many, okay. in many inspectors do they have going around waste facilities uh, on spot checking unannounced that the recycling uh, bags are being recycled? How many inspectors they do lot, they have? They have a lot of inspectors going around to waste okay. facilities. Has any waste facility, have any of your members ever been prosecuted? Yeah, they have. Yeah, for, for, for what? Joe, uh, you know, they're on the EPA website, the prosecutions. There's no secret to it. You know, so there's plenty of, plenty of enforcement. There's plenty of enforcement authorities. The EPA mostly enforce the bigger facilities that would be taking the mm-hmm. household waste. Can I try and explain, though, Joe? Because look, I think it's really important that we, that your listeners don't go away thinking that this is common practice and this is something they need to worry about. Okay, because well, I know well, your listeners make a massive effort uh, to to sort materials, and I'm the same. I heard the guy talking about taking the staples out of the car. I'm, I'm yeah. the same. Though. I'm that guy, and and there's loads of us out there like mm. that. I don't want him to go away thinking that his cardboard won't be recycled, his staples won't be recycled. They will. You know, all the the recycling bins in the country, outside all the households, they all get collected by special trucks that bring, you know, that, that are only taking mm. that material or a split truck taking two materials, but that material will be taken to a transfer station and from the transfer station, it'll be sent on to the materials recycling facilities. There's nine of them in the country, including one in Newry, just over the border. And they recycle that material. They get value out of it. Uh, the, the gate for you asked earlier, I did come in just when you were asking about mm. the incinerator and whether people pay to the incinerator or whether the incinerator pays them. They pay to the incinerator. They pay a lot of money to the incinerator. Okay. They pay about half as much money to the recycling centres. So if it's good quality recyclables, uh, if it's, if, you know, and it will, mm-hmm. it, it, generally people in Ireland are good, but there's still about 25% of material in, in the recycling bins at houses that shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, and, and that material is brought to those facilities where, where the gate fee, the, the amount they pay for the company to take it, is half what they would pay in the incinerator. So the, the financial incentive is just not there for this kind of practice. Mm-hmm. This kind of practice could only happen if if a truck was going there and another truck wasn't available. And look, I take your point, it, was, it happened four times. So it, it's a bad practice that somebody mm-hmm. somebody has done by the sounds of it. And we would not support that at all. I, know that, I, I know just that. want you to know it's not commonplace. Um, but that, there was, you know, uh, and then, now my memory, Connor, it's probably about twenty years ago. <coughs> but there was, there was um, a company who were used to deliver on a Saturday morning up to various locations, the car park of the church or whatever, and you deliver uh, your bottles in one box and your cardboard in another box and your uh, recyclable, well, cardboard, your non-recyclables in another box, and then someone yeah. found out they were all going into the one spot anyway. And, you know, Joe, I heard that story as well, and, and it, it made recycling very difficult for a long time, trying to explain to people that things will be recycled. And, and you know, that's why I think, it, 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 you know, your, your show today has, has the ability to, to, to turn people off recycling. And, and you know, but you see, I, but don't I, but, let that happen. Yeah, we are, we are, we are allowed to talk about these things. That? Yeah, we are allowed to talk about these of things, course, and we have people. People are intelligent, and I find people who yeah. recycle are it would take the, take them an awful lot to be turned off recycling. Yeah. And yeah, and good. what Pe- what Peter has done is is as a yeah. as a citizen journalist, he's done four uh, experiments with four bags, clearly yeah. marked recyclable, and and all four of them, and at four different time periods, have ended up uh, where they should not have ended up. Yeah, yeah. Now I know, I know, you won't be, you, you wouldn't win a court case on that, on that evidence, but no. it's worrying. Well, look, I'm not here to defend the company that that did that. Uh, I, I think that's indefensible, uh, and I wouldn't try to defend okay. it. Okay. And I think they should be. Well, they maybe, be if, they, maybe the if they, maybe if they hear it, maybe if they hear it, uh, they reconsider. Yeah. You know, that's. Well, maybe. Well, yeah, and, and maybe, maybe there's another part of that story. But look, let's. I, I and don't is there, and Connor, is uh, do, do do the ice the Irish waste management so do you police your members? I know you have ninety five percent of companies in it. Is that correct? We, we, we yeah we, yeah, we sorry we've yeah we we would have seventy companies in total covering a okay. lot of different areas, including the incinerators would be members of ours, and and most of the household waste collectors would be 
uh, and commercial as well and all that. But look, um, but there's no, obli- there's no obligation to be a member and to abide by your regulations, which are quite strict. Oh, there is, yeah. We, we have a code of ethics and a code of standards. No, but there's no obligation for a waste company to be a member. No, no, no. There's oh, no obligation okay. to be a member, no. But we, we have to accept them when they apply and we have to be confident that they're they're an ethical company, you know, operate mm-hmm. under good standards and all those things. And have, you ever, have you ever rejected an application? Yeah, we, we've rejected applications, yeah. And and we've we put a member on probation many years ago as well over, okay. over and accusations made against us. I actually weren't really proven in court at the okay, time. Okay, I understand. It. And do, do, do your members have... Um, have a sticker on the side of the truck saying we are a member of the IWMA? Well, most of them would have a, a, a cert in their office, actually. Okay. We send them out certificates and that. But, uh, I think they no, should, I think they should put a number. I think you, I know I don't want to be generating more non-disposable. I think you should put a sticker on your, your members' uh, trucks. Anyway, Conor, go to me Margot, Peter, go to me Margot. One thing as well, Joe, though, because your researcher said that the apartment complex didn't have a recycling bin, and that's a problem. No, it does. It, it do, Peter, it does, doesn't it? No, actually, um, I'm the I'm the like. Look, I'm in a I'm in a I'm in an older apartment complex, and I, I'm 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 doing my own recycling. So does no, it have a provided. does it have a recycling bin anywhere near the entrance or exit? No, no, okay. no. It's just it's just general system now nowadays. You know, there should be that, a, a that's, that's, brown that's bin in, well. That's recycling. completely unenforced in Ireland. So there's no way yeah, of enforcing no, that. Enforcement enforcement of that, that is like, so. Um, unfortunately, okay. like. Unfortunately, I, have, I actually have to bring my glass to uh, to wrap mines, so it's quite far, quite okay. a far cycle. So okay, like, you know. okay, Connor, I've got to leave it at that time. Was Connor Walsh of the Irish Waste Management Association, Peter Lawrence, citizen journalist? I'm calling you now, Joe at RT Daddy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Remember, self-published books, uh, Liveline, RT Radio, uh, Dublin 4. Attach uh, all your details uh, with a stapler, which we will uh, hopefully will subsequently be removed, the staple. With a staple, don't just stick it into the book, your details, your phone number, your email and your address. Please, AS, uh, ASAP. And uh, by the way, the conversation today, who was it that mentioned he, t- he takes a staple? I think it was Michael, wasn't it? He takes the staples out of the uh, packaging because it's metal. And he said it's almost become a hobby. And we're looking for December the 2nd, we're looking for people with unusual hobbies. We're looking for hobbyists, almost obsessive hobbyists. It could be the first, sorry, Friday the 1st of December. Um, it could be collecting uh, unopened decks of cards, Coca-Cola bottles from all over the world. It could be plane spotting. It could be model building. But we want you and the reason we want you to do it on December the 1st, because people over Christmas always think about taking up new hobbies. We want you to be evangelical about your hobby. Now, you can't be doing it for money, obviously. To be evangelical about your hobby and try and convince other people to take it up. There you are now. Back tomorrow, uh, 1.45. Ruth Kennington Sound and lots of sound today. Clara Eustace uh, is our uh, wonderful researcher and the producer is Annette Egan and Ray Darcy's next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie